Hey, it's Patrick Combs with Bluffs Country, and you're listening to Success in Iowa. Welcome to this episode of Success in Iowa. I'm Todd Studer, and in studio today, Bobby Cauldron of Homestyle Laundry and Dry Cleaners in Council Bluffs, Iowa. Bobby, thank you so much for taking time to come in and do this. I know this is this is a new experience for you, is it not? This is. This is the first time I've ever done a podcast before. Well, it's... It's the new way of doing things. It's a new way of communicating with people, and it's a way for us to be able to tell uh, success stories, whatever they look like. And I've been able to follow yours a little bit online just because you guys over there at Homestyle Laundry and Dry Cleaners are so active on social media with things that you're doing there. And I'm guessing that you have found it to be a real benefit. Yeah, we kind of discovered doing some live videos and and stuff like that, it was important for us to show our customers what we do there, um, whether it's just us having fun, um, what our services are, or whatever, and it's really paid off. You being the owner there, a lot of that is going to come from you as what type of atmosphere you want to create inside of your business. And I love that you talked about, we're having fun. Work is about the longest thing you're going to do with your life in one place. So why not enjoy it as much as you can? That's true. That's true. So is this something that as you started Homestyle Laundry and Dry Cleaners, you had this philosophy right from the beginning or did you grow into it? No, it was something I grew into it. I wasn't really up on the social media type stuff. My son does a lot of website designing and social media and Instagram and all that stuff. And so he's the one that's kind of been teaching me along the way on how to do this stuff. And, you know, he'll just randomly call me up and say, you need to do a video on this or that. And so we just started doing it and it just has built from there. What type of response have you been getting from the connections that you have on social media? What, what responses have they been giving you? Well, some of it is we get interaction from other businesses, um, whether we're, you know, we have accounts with them or we don't. So we have, on that side of it, we have picked up some business. And it's just our customers who enjoy seeing that we're just human on one side. We're not, you know, 200% job oriented. And um, I think that they have understood that us keeping them involved in what we do lets them understand that we are there for them. We are there to give information to them and to share with you know our customers or new business, old business, whatever that may be. You're located on Woodbury Avenue, uh, yes. correct? Have you been there the entire time? Was that your when you opened? Was that where your first location was at? Well, I didn't open the store. It was actually built in 1987, um, so it's had multiple owners through it. Um, and I've been there for this November will be 17 years. 17 years. Yeah. Well, there must be something about it you like. You don't do anything that long without uh, without getting some satisfaction from it. That is true. Um, you know, and over the 17 years, you know, we kind of see pictures from Facebook that we had taken and how much we have grown in 17 years is pretty amazing. How do you gauge what direction you need to go? Because, well, and again, I'm, I'm a novice. I know nothing about the industry that you're in, but I'm, what I do know is 
how people can be successful in business. And there are a lot of similarities with that. So somebody who is in a completely different industry, I think can take some lessons from what you have done and be able to grow their own business. You know, I think a lot of it is we listen to our customers. We see the amount of, let's say, laundry that people come in to do. And we see how much they bring in the basketfuls that they have packed into their vehicles and they come into our store. So a laundromat is more designed for somebody who wants to bring in large loads of laundry. You know, if they have a family of seven, for them to do that at home, that's a few days worth of laundry. But they bring it into our store and we have large machines. They get it done a couple hours and then they're done with their day. So what we've learned over the years is the size of the equipment that we need in there. You can't just have your basic top load washer. You want the bigger ones because people can get in there and do it a lot quicker that way. I think that also along with having a larger family, it's that if if you're going to be going to use a facility like yours, you're not going every day. You know, you, so, so it's going to, uh, it's going to accumulate. So when you do go, you've got a lot of laundry that, that you need to get done. And as you said, with having those bigger machines, it gets people in and out a little bit quicker. Correct. I'm thinking back to when I was a kid, I actually, uh, we moved away from Iowa when I, just before my 17th birthday and I finished high school down in the Atlanta area around Georgia. And after we got there, we didn't have a washer and dryer yet. So it was kind of a Saturday morning routine that, uh, we would all go, there was four of us and we would all go and help out with the laundry. There was a Baskin Robbins right next to it. So I knew I was going to get an ice cream (laughs) then as well. But do you see, uh, folks coming in, like it, it's all kind of put together on one day and you, you kind of start seeing the same folks in a rhythm that way? Absolutely. And and it's any day of the week, you know, we have certain people that come in on Thursday mornings and we know, you know, what machines they're going to be using and how much laundry they do because it just becomes a routine. So we learn a lot about um, customer and their needs and stuff. So if something changes at the store, Um, whether it's equipment or things have moved around or whatever, we're able to, you know, have that one-on-one conversation and say, hey, you know, here's what we did in this area, but this area might work a little bit better for you. So it's, I mean, it's kind of fun to get to know people and what their needs are and, and what they enjoy and don't enjoy about coming to a laundromat. This is something new to me that I, yours is the only place that I've ever been around that operated this way, that you're actually getting to know your customers that are coming in. A lot of these laundromats, they're just kind of a standalone thing. And somebody comes in however often and empties the money out of the machines and then goes on. But other than that, there's never anyone in there, but that's not what happens at your facility. No, we really have a good rapport with our customers. I think it's one of the things that we teach staff when we hire people is they have to be customer service oriented um, because we we want to greet people when they come in. We want to greet people when they, when they leave. We just have one-on-one conversations with a lot of them. And we've had customers who have come in who you know, was in the flood several years ago and, and, you know, grandparents came in with their kids and, um, did laundry. And, you know, we sat there and cried with them because, you know, these are people that were really struggling. And even to today, you know, we still hear from them and, um, it's just, it's just a good rapport with them. 
which I'm, is really nice. I'm thinking about uh, all of the different successful business people that I know all say right up at the top of the list of what you need to do to grow your business is to be good at growing relationships yeah. and not not fake, not, uh, oh, we're just going through lip service and going through the motions here, but truly building relationships with people. And you have become a master at it. <laughs> it's, I think it's, I think it's wonderful. And I can only see what's happening on social media, right. uh, through with your business. But I know that f- just from what you're saying that on the inside, it's probably even more in depth than the interaction that you have out there on social media. Yes. Yeah. Well, some of them it is. I mean, you know, we've, we, when I first started, we had more of an older crowd that um, came into the store and, you know, husbands or wives or, or whatever have passed on. And, um, you know, we've gone to funerals, you know, we've sent flowers and, and cards and stuff like that because they just kind of became a part of us and a part of the store. And we just kind of felt that stuff like that was important to do. You had been in business for 14 years, and I'm sure that things were running along pretty smoothly, and then somebody decided to drop a, a COVID bomb on the on society, yes. and it, it, you had to figure out fairly quickly a different way of doing things. We did. Um, one of the things about a laundromat, it's, an, it's what they consider an essential business. Um, people have to keep doing laundry, so I did not have to shut down. Um, we did, however, have to incorporate, you know, particular things within the store, the business. Um, we started a no contact um, drop off or pick up and delivery service. Even though that service was already incorporated into the business, we changed some things so that people didn't have to have one-on-one interaction with us. Um, and it worked out pretty well. We also put into the store uh, secure lockers. So if nobody wanted to come talk to us at the counter, they can come in, put their stuff in the locker and walk out the door and they don't have to have any interaction with anybody. And today we still use those lockers and um, it was just our way of figuring out how in the world do we keep the business going when so many others are falling apart. You bring up a good point that uh, while we are on the uh, backside of the pandemic, COVID didn't cease to exist. And there are still some folks out there that are very susceptible to it and need to be careful. Uh, So you're making sure that you are uh, taking care of those people as well. And I'm, as, as I said, I was just, I, I, this, I, that's when I first started to become aware of you on social media was back when COVID got started. And I, I started seeing some of the things that you guys were doing and I thought, man, I, I that was just so smart. Uh, putting together a, a drop off where people could just pull up in their car. You were, you came out and got the laundry for them. Yeah, we did. And then went back in. How successful were you about keeping yourself healthy through that? Because you had all of these different people coming in. So how did you personally get through COVID? Um, I had a rough patch with COVID. Um, I got sick and spent a week in the hospital. Um, I think probably the sickest I've ever been, um, but I've been fine ever since. And luckily haven't gotten it a second or third time, like a lot of people have. And we, you know, we lost a couple of our, um, you know, big customers, ones that we've have been doing business with for a long time that, you know, lost their fight with COVID. And, but we just, I don't know, we just kept fighting through it and just like everybody else. 
I think that it, it sometimes gets swept under the rug, I think, about the, the effect that it had. And, and there was in folks that in, in your line of work or in like businesses that have a, a customer base that often is an older customer base, and they were the most susceptible yep. uh, to what was going on. So, you know, to to lose some friends from it, and it's just, and I know it had to have been extremely difficult for you as well, and, and still maintaining You've got a business to run right. and you have you have clients and customers that you want to make sure get taken care of because they need you. This isn't, uh, it, it's not optional to have someone take right. care of your clothes. So well done uh, for continuing on with that. I'm uh, very, very impressed with everything that it is that you guys do over there. And plus you're still growing. I, I see the last thing I saw, aren't you putting a new floor in? Is that what I saw? Yeah, that's what they're doing right now. So the store has been shut down since Wednesday. We opened back up on Monday. Um, this is our second big remodel. And we are we took out all our small machines and we're installing big machines. And the floor is going in. I think the last of it goes in today. So we're really excited about that. And uh, yeah, it's just been going going really well. So hopefully this will be the last remodel for... For a little while. For, for a while, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's just, it's reinvesting back into your business and yes. saying, okay, now this is where we're at right now and this has worked for this point, but I'm sure there's a lot of maintenance that goes into these machines and everything else that you have to upkeep and eventually the maintenance cost becomes more, I'm guessing, than what it would just be to replace it. That, yeah, for some of it, it is. And, you know, some of the equipment that I just got rid of, they just don't, make parts for anymore. So, you know, the idea of it's time to go bigger and and adjust for those customers that come in with the large large amounts of laundry. Those I mean, that's what we need to look at overall. How does that work with with the laundromat side and you're also a dry cleaner? So, how how does how does that partnership work? Do they blend over quite a bit or are they more separate? No, they're more separate. We're like a drop-off location for dry cleaning. So people come to our store, drop it off, we process it, and then it goes out to an Omaha company. And then, um, you know, I have a driver that picks it, drops it off and picks it up, and then we process it back in and the customers come and pick it up. Has there ever been any um, study or, or question on your side of do we handle that, that dry cleaning in-house? Have you ever thought about that? Or has it always just been, we're just going to keep outsourcing it? No, I'll keep outsourcing it. There's a lot involved in the dry cleaning process, and I just really don't want any part of that. <laughs> I think that's another thing that's very good. Know what it is that you want to do. Know your clients. Know what it is that they need. And, you know... Stay in your lane, I guess, is, is a way, one way that they say that, that, right. you know, it's kind of like what I do here, you know, with, with the podcasting and we've also got the radio station here now as well. We're talking to the microphones. This is what I know. Uh, what you know, you are very, very good at. And I am like, as I mentioned at the beginning, I'm incredibly impressed by what it is that you have done and the success that you have had there and are continuing to have. And just how much of a mainstay you are in the community. I mean, you are needed here. This is not, a, you know, it, it, it's not just a fly-by-night thing. People depend on you, and you take that responsibility seriously. Well, thank you. She is Bobby Cauldron. 
of Homestyle Laundry and Dry Cleaners in Council Bluffs. Uh, her facility is located up on Woodbury Avenue. Very easy to find. you got a great sign up over your door, and I uh, encourage you to uh, stop in and, and tell Bobby you heard her here on Success in Iowa and tell her what a great job she did. Thank you very much for coming in today. Thanks, Todd. I appreciate it.